Welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast series. My name is Josephine Monberg and I am your host. You are now listening to the COVID-19 special edition of our show. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, all listeners, and welcome to this episode of our podcast. So we are right now in the middle of a global pandemic and it's affecting everything, everyone. Businesses have to respond differently. And what we want to do on this episode is to take a closer look at what some companies are doing to respond. And to do this, I have with me in our virtual home studios, Katrina Scheidemeyer. She's the Senior Engineer of Supplier Demand and Oshkosh Corporation. So Trina, thank you so much for being with us on our podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Same. So, you know, you've done something quite unique, I believe, to respond to this crisis that we're in. And I also think, you know, what this pandemic is, is doing globally is that it really shines a spotlight on humans, how important the human interaction is. And now that we don't have it, it becomes even more evident, I think. And that also brings me to you know, the human experience, which is also so important, again, now that we lack so many human experiences we used to have. And I think that also just proves how important it is that businesses actually know how to create great experience, great human experiences, whether it be employee, customer, supplier, or you know, something else, whatever stakeholder experience it is that a company provides. So, you are a company that has done this very successfully, and that's also part of what we want to talk about, of course, of course, also talking about how you responded to COVID. But even before we dive in, I would just also love to learn a little bit more about you, you know, to get our audience to know you. So maybe tell us a bit more about your role at Oshkosh Corporation and just maybe a little bit about yourself and what, uh, what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, I'm a senior engineer of supplier development at Oshkosh Corporation. I've been with the company for almost four years. Um, in about two weeks, it'll be my four-year anniversary. So yay yeah. for that. <laughs> um, I recently joined the supplier development team back in the fall. And prior to that, I was part of the continuous improvement uh, team where I started our customer experience program. And throughout that journey, I learned that you said it perfectly. Uh, human interactions are by far the most important part. And we have to understand that every day, whether we're calling someone, we're chatting with them online, um, or we're responding to an email message from them, they're humans. And so when I transitioned into this supplier development role, we realized that we could create a supplier experience that was just as good as our customer experience. So not only do we have to take care of the humans who are ending up to buy our product, we have to take care of our team members who are in the middle of it, as well as our suppliers who are upstream. And if we realize we can treat everyone like humans, we can have just this incredible benefit from doing so. Oh, I love that. I mean, I'm just, I'm smiling. For those listening to the podcast, you won't be able to see it. To those who listen to the video part of it, you'll see my big smile. So I couldn't agree more. And um, so now let's talk a little bit about COVID-19. I think it's what everyone talks about, unavoidable topic, of course. <laughs> Um, how has COVID impacted your business and also the industry you're in? What Maybe first, what industry are you part of? And talk a little bit about Oshkosh Corporation, too. Yeah, so Oshkosh Corporation is a global industrial manufacturing company. 
So we are a leader in making uh, military vehicles, uh, fire trucks, uh, refuse vehicles, um, construction lifts, and a variety of lots of other products that are just amazing and really cool to be in. Um, so we are an essential business and we help our communities survive and thrive during times like this. Um, the work that we do is uh, incredibly important. I mean, we get to build the trucks that firefighters use to go and save lives and help your home when it's in damage. We get to build military vehicles that help the warfighter continue to protect our country. So the products that we make are incredibly exciting, and it's an honor to be able to come to work every day and work with these products. But it's also important to understand that throughout this uh, COVID-19 crisis, the way that we respond is incredibly important, and we believe that we persevere through everything. Um, we're a 102-year-old company with perseverance in our DNA, so it's really important that we continue that perseverance throughout anything that comes our way, whether it's a global pandemic, a market shift, or uh, virtually anything that can happen. As you said, you do something very, very important, right? Run a business that a lot of people depend on, especially in our um, current global pandemic. So I guess you also, in that sense, of course, have a responsibility to respond. So what have you done so far to, to respond to COVID-19? Yeah, so I think everyone here can agree, and everyone who's listening and watching um, will agree, this is a global pandemic that at least none of us predicted. Um, I was in China in early December, and I had no idea how quickly the world would shift just a few weeks after I returned home. And I think we can spend a lot of time talking about um, all of the things that happened and how tragic it's been. I think many people have lost loved ones. We've seen the stock market crash. Unemployment rates have skyrocketed, et cetera. Uh, but Oshkosh Corporation is using this pandemic to band together and to persevere to become even stronger than we were before. Um, yes, we all miss being able to go to work and seeing our coworkers telling jokes and laughing and all of the fun human parts of the interaction. But I have to say, it was amazing how quickly our digital technology team was able to help thousands of team members work from home, integrate our technology. So not only can we talk with each other throughout the day, but we can video chat and feel those same connections. Um, so my department, though, um, is not part of the digital technology <laughs> space. That's not my expertise. So instead, we've decided to use Qualtrics to help us stay connected with both our supply base as well as ourselves. And so we created what we call our uh, COVID-19 supplier risk tracking program. Um, so in order to respond with this, we partnered with numerous different companies and different functional groups to understand how COVID was impacting everyone across the industry. So we used Qualtrics to create a brief nine question survey, which captures risk feedback from our suppliers. And then we automatically map this into the dashboard. Um, this dashboard provides our team members across all of these functional groups with accurate real-time information uh, to get these insights. Um, we no longer have to have numerous people calling a supplier. Um, there's just a single point of contact in a global company like this. Qualtrics allowing us to work across time zones has really made it easier, especially when I can't go travel to be with our team members across the world. Um, in addition, our suppliers have really benefited from this program. Um, when we call them or when we have these uh, email communications or surveys go out, everything's stored in that central dashboard. And if you're anything like me, I forget what I talked about on the phone 10 minutes prior. So <laughs> having it all logged there, now you remember a week later, I did call this supplier. I talked to them about this. But more importantly, everyone can go and see what you chatted about and learn from your best practices and understand that 
this particular issue may be affecting me and it's affecting someone else. So now these two minds can come together and form synergies that weren't there before. So it's just been really exciting to find the way that we can use tools to make our jobs not just easier, but, you know, completely transform what we've done. Mm, That's amazing. And I'm so happy that we're partnering so closely with you. And I know that Qualtrics also has an offering that they're giving away for free, essentially like a, a, a pulse check where companies can understand how they're not just their employees, but also their customers are doing. So, so happy that you're making the most of, of uh, Qualtrics too, as a, as a really um, deep partnership. And have you done anything in relation to employee experience? You talked a lot about supplier experience, but what about employee experience? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in addition to my regular uh, supplier development part of my role, I have the opportunity to be on and serve on the steering committee for our Young Professional Network. So our Young Professional Network was created to bring professional development, networking, mentoring, and community service to our team members. Uh, We wanted to give them a way that they could connect with like-minded people, develop their skills, and really become the next leaders of our company. Uh, This Young Professional Network joined together um, during COVID-19 with our leadership team to create an employee engagement link survey. Um, We wanted to understand how COVID-19 was impacting our team members. We know that some people absolutely love working from home. They think it's um, a lot of flexibility. They're in charge of their own schedules. They love that there's no distractions at the office. It's amazing. Then there's other people who get easily distracted. They hate not being able to walk over to their coworker and ask a question. And it's kind of two polarizing camps that we were hypothesizing that we might see. But we needed to test this and see truly what is the experience across our company. So we decided that we were going to send out a quick survey uh, to capture immediate feedback from our team members. So we uh, created this kind of pulse-like survey, um, similar to the one that you had mentioned that Qualtrics was offering to understand how our employees are engaging and responding. And then we mapped this to a dashboard. And one of the cool things that we saw was we can get these immediate feedback and immediate results mapped directly to that dashboard without having to wait. So Normally, uh, historically, what I've done is I've used previous data analytics tools, and you have to export everything from one tool to another and map it all back in. And every time you get a new survey response, you would have to do that. But with Qualtrics, what we were able to do is get that real-time feedback. So uh, about two days ago, we had a conversation, and we said, we can send up the survey today. And it can stay open for as long as we want it to stay open. So if someone's on vacation this week or on PTO, um, great. They can come take the survey next week when their inbox is updated. And I don't have to go and reanalyze the data. So it's really helped save me a lot of time and uh, helped our uh, team members as well. No, I love that. And um, I was raising my hand when you were talking about the people that like to work from home versus people like to go to the office. <laughs> I am one of those like to go to the office. So, I, I mean, it's amazing how you've used Qualtrics to create a closer connection, not just to your suppliers, but also to your employees and that you get that data in real time. So you you always know what's going on um, with the people that are the, the most, I mean, the asset that's the most important thing for your business, your employees, and, and of course, also your your suppliers. So you just touched a little bit on the value that you've received from doing uh, these, from the use cases that you just mentioned. Are there more value you can touch on? Yeah. So I think um, one thing that's interesting about what we've experienced is 
sometimes we look at traditional industry metrics and they don't always work. So mm -hmm. for example, um, net promoter score, net promoter score asks, how likely are you to recommend X, Y, or Z to a friend or colleague? You answer it on a one to 10 Likert scale. Um, we try net promoter score for a variety of different things. And sometimes it just doesn't work. We loved the idea that there was industry data that we could use and that we could potentially benchmark off of. But you can't always ask during a global pandemic if people are going to recommend something or not recommend something. <laughs> yeah. So what we've done is we've shifted some of these metrics a little bit uh, to things that are relevant for us. So we create our own uh, scoring systems and we benchmark now across ourselves. So for example, what I talked about with employee engagement, this is a new survey. We've never sent out an engagement survey to our team members to understand how they respond to a global pandemic. But what we can do is we can take other employee engagement surveys, look at times where our organization was shifting, whether it was a team member who was going through shifting to a new job, whether it was a leadership team adjustments, whatever it may be, we can take data from other companies as well as our own and start to do some trending and see, is this working or is this not working? Um, similarly, we use response rates as a really heavy indicator for our level of engagement. And um, we know that people are not going to respond to our survey if they're not engaged with us. Um, I'm, if I have a bad experience with a company or a really good experience with a company, I may respond. But if you're that middle of the road, you don't always feel the need to share your opinion. And so it's really important for us to create a high trust environment where our uh, customers, our team members, and our suppliers really feel like they can share their opinion and want to share it with us because they know that we're going to respect it. So when we talk about response rates um, for the COVID-19 supplier risk tracking survey, we see a 60% response rate on average for any survey that we oh, ever wow. sent out, which is really high. Um, it didn't come easy. You know, we had to do a lot of work to build that proper communication and build that trust. Um, but as we continue to show that we're not just taking this data, but we're actually um, doing some reciprocity with it, you know, we're giving and taking together we see our response rates increase by about 5% week over week, which is just incredible, um, especially when you look at uh, industry trends. Um, other things that we have used for a metric is to understand how our team members are engaging with the tool. So it's great if they are engaging with it to take a survey, but I know that if I have an experience that I really want to share, sometimes if it's really difficult, I'll wait on hold for an hour just to tell uh, how I feel about something. Mm -hmm. So we want to see if our customers and our team members are also finding it easy to use the tool. Mm -hmm. So what we've done is um, we know that if I'm the only person in the company who uses Qualtrics, I'm a single <laughs> failure. Um, yeah. As much as I try to be there for everything, I do like to sleep and go on vacation. And Fair. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um when I'm gone, I can't always create these surveys. I can't create dashboards, et cetera. So what we've done is we've created what I like to call our ambassador program. So we have created a, a development program, I guess, um, for our team members, where if you're interested in learning about Qualtrics, all you have to do is raise your hand and we will give you um, hands-on training to the tool. We'll also give you projects to start trying with. So We'll give you low risk projects, right? You know, an easier survey to create and you can start to develop and see, all right, now I know how to answer questions and create something. Then we start the psychological training. And so we start showing you how do you get your team members to write questions that don't have bias in them 
or how do you get something that's going to solicit an honest response from someone without them putting too much of their own personal opinions in? Um, after we do that, then we finally lean on to the data analysis and dashboard training. And um, you can take one of these classes and you can stop there. You can learn it on your own or you can become a subject matter expert in it. Um, and when we started this, there was just one of us who used Qualtrics, and now we've got 70 team members who we consider subject matter experts. So it's grown pretty quickly in about two and a half years. So I loved how you are taking experience beyond just customer and employee experience, you know, since those are the experiences that we traditionally think about, but you're also thinking through the supplier experience. And you spoke about staying connected with your supplier base. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear some examples of how this could work in real life. So I think our uh, supplier experience program um, that we had created uh, asks our suppliers, I think we ask them nine different questions regarding um, the level of impact COVID is having on their organization. Um, so we'll ask them uh, things like, has anyone contracted uh, COVID-19? And um, by answering that, not only are they able to um, share with us what uh, their organization is experiencing, whether their organization has had, um, you know, impacts or delays or, you know, perhaps they're uh, closing down, um, you know, keeping their employees safe, whatever it might be. Uh, but we're able to now have that line of sight and create an open collaboration with them. So then some of those suppliers in return on the same server are able to ask us what our response to COVID-19 is. And on that survey, we can tell them about how production is being impacted or, you know, what changes um, we might be seeing in demand. And so we've been able to use the survey to create this two-way communication. Um, so as far as a use case goes, um, by asking them, for information, they in turn on the same survey can ask us for information. It helps uh, create more collaboration rather than it just being a one-way flow. We uh, created a different program um, in addition to this um, supplier uh, COVID-19 risk tracking program for our suppliers to be able to reach out to us and ask for um, support that they have or ask us questions. So they can log on to our um, supplier interfacing website, and they can go in and um, tell us whether or not they have a question, um, and they don't have to know who to contact in the company. So at a big company like ours, there's thousands of employees, and sometimes you just don't know who you need to contact for what. So by going on to here, they can call a call line, or they can take a Qualtrics survey and let us know what support they needed. Um, a lot of these programs, like the supplier risk tracking program and this program, they're brand new and we established them, you know, during the pandemic. So we don't have baseline information to tell you, yeah. you know, X percentage of people now do something, but we went from no program now to having a program where we get a pretty high response rate um, from our suppliers on a weekly basis. Yeah, it's, you've really gained a, a lot of value. And again, I keep going back to the human experience and the human connection, but you've really established that very successfully. Um, using Qualtrics and then working closely with your employees. And now I just want to also look a little bit more ahead and again, focus on the ability to create a great human experience, which I believe, as we also talked about, is so critical in today's world and especially after 
COVID-19, we're seeing how important the human experience is to everybody, including businesses. So if you could look ahead and maybe look into your crystal ball, what would you say, like the ability to be able to create a great human experience, how do you think that will um, the change the game for businesses in the future? Yeah. That's a great question. And I wish I had a crystal ball right now. To yeah. <laughs> into. Um, but it's no secret. Um, our customers develop an emotional connection with anything. I mean, if I say the word Disney, my little sister's eyes are just going to glisten. and She's going to get so happy and excited. And Even mine. <laughs> when we do something like this, um, every time now that we go to an amusement park, we expect it to have cast members or team members who are going to be friendly to us and for trash to be cleaned up and everything want to say have a magical day right so your expectations aren't just competing against your competitors disney is not just competing against other amusement parks but you're competing against an experience that you've had anywhere so now anytime i go on vacation i want to have that same level of happiness that i have when i go to disney and similarly the same goes for humans who receive a survey if i am traveling which i'm not doing now but say that i was traveling um, and I got a survey from a airline and the airline survey was incredibly easy to take. Next time I go and take a survey for anything, maybe I bought some new makeup and the company wants to know how my makeup is. Mm. I expect that uh, makeup survey to be just as easy to take as that airline survey. Yes. Even though they're completely competing, like totally different. And just mm. <laughs> Um, so similarly, I think we have to understand that people who are responding to these surveys are humans and they have those same types of thoughts and perceptions as we do. Um, so oftentimes we spend so many hours in meetings talking about how are we going to phrase questions or what type of data do they want? And we forget that these people are humans. And if we think about just as a person, what do I want? they're likely going to want something similar. Uh, they want something that makes them feel connected and makes them feel appreciated. Most importantly, they want to know that when they give us data, we're going to do something with it. There's nothing more frustrating than getting a survey, responding back your opinions and you know getting all fired up, right? And then next week, they send you another survey and they ask you your opinion again and nothing changed. And you're like, I just told you this great idea that would totally revolutionize your business and nothing happened. So it's really important, and I think the human experience is going to shift to be something where it is this constant two-way communication. They give you information, and you have to tell them what you did with that information. And that's, I think, what's going to transform the industry. Companies that can tell you what they did with your information is going to continue to build and transform. Yeah, I mean, I again, I could not agree more. And it's interesting you say what you just said because I did an episode with Bob Evans, who is a external thought leader, a tech thought leader, and he said that the new competition is not your competitor; it's the last experience you created, which I think is similar to what you're touching on. It's you know, you compare as a consumer the experiences that you receive from any company. You're not saying, "Oh, I got this experience from this." In coming that's in this industry. So that's okay that it's worse than the other experience. You compare it to all the experiences you, you received. So again, could not agree more. Um, now let's shift back again to just focus on COVID-19. So if you look at your specific industry, um, what do you see the long-term impacts being of COVID-19 on your industry? 
Yeah, well, that's a that's a good question. I wish I could yeah. predict. <laughs> uh, so I think um, the impacts are going to be uh, kind of twofold. I think first of all, we are going to um, understand and find innovative ways to work together. Um, I think back to um, I had mentioned earlier, our supplier development team does a lot of work to train um, team members across the globe, not just in Qualtrics, but in a variety of different Lean and Six Sigma and continuous improvement tools and. What we found is normally uh, we would travel to the location, we would have this amazing collaborative in-depth workshop and it would be you know, full of excitement and energy and eat lunch together. And we can't do that now. So we're finding unique ways to stay in contact with each other. You know, Sometimes we uh, send uh, text messages you know, just asking them how they're doing and checking in. Uh, you can send a, a Snapchat video to someone, right? And say, hey, you know, thinking of you and uh, here are the thoughts. Um, so I think that finding unique ways to connect with people is going to be the biggest thing that transforms any industry. A uh, company that shows that they can reach you at any time is a company that's going to succeed. Um, I think the second piece of um, information that I think will kind of transform the industry is companies who truly do what they say they're going to do. I think any of us have turned on the TV and we've seen all of these amazing commercials that say, you know, when you're ready, we're here for you. And they're great inspirational messages, but I think it will be transformational when we see those companies actually do so. When you see insurance companies that are giving back money right now because their claims are low, that shows that they're there for you. Um, companies who put just a message out and maybe don't do anything with it are the companies that I don't think will have that employee trust. And as we mentioned, humans are the biggest and most important part. So building that trust is crucial to both your employees, but also your customers. Yeah. Wow. Katrina, I mean, those are amazing, I guess, predictions and uh, about the long-term impacts of, of COVID-19. And again, it's just so true, right? Like we are living in an unprecedented time and I don't think we could have ever imagined that this would have been part of our human experience while being alive, but it is. And I think this is a time where we reevaluate what's important and we also reevaluate what matters to us in terms of how we want to interact with companies. And like you said, companies are promising a lot of things right now and showing empathy, which is great. But will you deliver after we are out of this crisis, which is going to have a massive impact on the world economy and our lives, not just, you know, after we potentially find a vaccine or that it calms down, but probably for, you know, looking ahead um, for a very long time if we look into the future. So, you know, you are an inspiration to all of us. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing. It was so great to have you on as a guest. Thank you. This was an incredible experience and I look forward to collaborating with you again. Same. And to all of those who listened to this episode, I hope you have been inspired about how you can optimize the experiences you provide to your customers, suppliers, any stakeholders you engage with, and just think about how you can optimize the human experience because it is so important in any industry today uh, during this global pandemic that we are all in uh, together. So thank you for listening to this episode and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. Please subscribe to our channel, Industry Insights by SAP at OpenSAP, Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. 
To learn more about what SAP is doing to help you cope in COVID-19, you can go to sap.com about global health safety and find free access to select SAP software, tools to support your business, and much more. Stay safe, everyone.